0: is a rock and please do come a knocking. it's the state of combat podcast on cbs sports with your boy the brian campbell back with the box back with a bang 2020 vision as we break down all things box a-o with your boys beef c and rafe bugs happy week to you happy 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 Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right, indeed. Uh, big show for you today. I don't know if it's big. It's a show for you today. Reactions to the Wilder Fury 2 second press conference in Los Angeles over the weekend. We'll recap Danny's night at the office. Hey, hey, hey. This is It was Danny's night against Ivan Redkotz? And, of course, look ahead to this weekend. Hey, it's Jake Paul fight week. How about that one for you? <laughs> All right. Uh lots to get to, lots to break down. A reminder. If you love this show and I know you do, please, please pay that thing forward. Five star review season is, in fact, upon us. So why don't you head out there at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, J Date, look for look for Eric Raskin nudes on there if you can, all right, former Maccabee Doubles champion, and spread it forward with a five star review. I would be happy. To touch your limbs in response. Would you like to shake my hand? I'd love to shake your hand. You'd love to? Yeah, yeah, it'd be like a uh, push and pull, if you will, okay? I don't know if you if you get down like that, but uh, it'd be like, I don't know, what, what Keith. It was like a tug and war of kindness. Every time I was kind, she would be more kind. Then I'd be more kind, then she would be more kind. It... Wow, damn near shot. Uh, okay, enough of that. No, 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 no. I was going to play the, uh... hey, shout out to Fren- uh my man Ricardo Mayorga, who uh I saw those pictures on Twitter of uh getting beat down in a in in a violent gang situation there. Hopefully he recovers the Nicaraguan prince, my man and yours indeed. All right, speaking of my man, let me bring him in. He is a New York Times best-selling author. He is the features boxing writer on the He's a former Filipino television icon. Yes, He's a stretch four, according to Simo. His name is Rafe Bartholomew. Let me lick you up. Let me lick
1: Reskin you up. Refkin has a stick. Turn like back Oh, my favorite around. games. Oh, every
0: game. you you never
1: One more time.
0: Uh, hey. Rafa, how is it in the Midwest?
1: Uh, it is the, that time of year when the people around you who are from here and know you're not from here start to warn you that it's going to be a little bit colder for a little bit longer <laughs> and start starting giving you the old-fashioned remedies for the, the seasonal affective disorder. And, you know, I say, I like, look, the HPV is enough
0: for me. I don't want the SAD. Wow. Wow. Or the STD, Ralph. Oh, I mean, HPV kind of an std yes indeed indeed can't believe tyson gave that girl vd right you know wow All right. which which
1: tyson was he Singing about?
0: Oh, come on, come on, dude! You know, a t- you know, Fury would never pull out. So I guess we know. <laughs> I guess we know, Rafe. Okay, yes. Uh, look, and a little he's little eighth grade.
2: Cherries, taking away unbeaten records. Yes, thanks, thank thanks, you, Rich. Rich.
1: No, yeah. a little eighth grade health. You you can be infected with many STIs even if you do practice withdrawal, Brian. So don't don't be putting out that retrograde. Old school understanding on our podcast. Hey? You know what
0: I want in 2020, Rafe? What's that? I want, I want guys. I have beautiful guys and in all. Indeed, indeed, Gennady. Thank you. All right. Many guys. Oh yeah. Many guys. Many guys. Rafe, I hope in 2020 you will look at the the entire man for the first time, right? Mungia is naked. Please, please, okay? Thank you, Rafe. Rafe, how um uh here's what I want to ask you, okay? Can let me ask you this, alright?
1: Yeah, lay on me.
0: It's Fury Wilder season. We got more to come on that in today's show. But it's it's seatbelt season, we know that for sure. Let's hope so. Uh what other season is it? We don't really have coming attractions in this box game. I saw Gervonta tweeted out the word May, which I, I assume is a tease to his possible pay-per-view date with Leo. But, like, uh, Canelo wants to go to Japan. What do we have to look forward to in this sport after Fury Wilder 2 on February 22nd? Get me get me to care, or I'm going to call up Grandpa and go over there with the skinhead white guys.
1: Well, Brian, we already know where your alliances lay, all right? I I'm right? I'm looking at all those creepy posters behind you in that, in that weird dungeon of yours right now (laughs) on Skype. So I know what you're really about. Um, but Brian, you just got to have a little bit of faith. It was like this a lot last year at the beginning of the year. In fact, it was worse around this time last year because this is around that time when we started learning that all of the big fights that we were planning on seeing were falling through or getting jacked up by jackers. Remember when Tyson Fury jacked out of his the original Wilder Fury rematch uh, and, and ended up signing with Top Rank, making a great deal for himself, not something we really blame him for on that not end. Nothing but- is on like Donkey Kong. It was off like a uh, jerking sloth. Uh, wow. <laughs> but wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Look, I can
0: freestyle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, shout out to the uh, the gypsy crew. Shout out to the Irish crew. <laughs> um.
1: yeah, no, this was around this time. Around this time last year was when Tyson Fury, announced that he was signing with top rank and going to spend all of 2019 building his profile in the United States, whatever that meant, uh, rather than fighting Deontay Wilder a second time. It was around that time. Also, when we started to learn that all the great uh, underailable plans for – Triple G and Canelo to fight a third time in May on the Zone. Oh no, actually that's not going to happen. Triple G hasn't even signed yet. Canelo says he's never going to fight his ass. Oh wait, here's Steve Rolls. So, this is traditionally <laughs> the time of year when everything sucks in boxing or and everything looks terrible, but then we start getting some weird surprises and we already had some 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 fun in the ring surprises, whether you're talking about Joe Smith beating Jesse Hart, which is a mild upset, the big upset of Jason Rosario over uh, J Rock Williams, and then
0: these ain't these ain't start- fights on, that you circle on the calendar though. Those are nice no, no, surprises. No, no, no. I'm
1: saying you get, but so so the sport comes and and gives you some, it drops some few blessings on you that you don't see coming, and then. Uh, and of course you feel those the most when you don't see them coming, right? That's the, that's an axiom of boxing. Uh, and then,
0: are you talking about post-coital or is this, this is, is the shots <laughs> you don't see coming?
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there, Brian. Um, but then they start to make the fights that you are looking forward to and the calendar starts to fill out. It, it, it comes around now. Does boxing always have a chance of screwing over its fans? Absolutely. Wait, are we
0: on the every other year plan right now? Because last year was I, it's, pretty good. It's
1: weird. I don't know what when I, we're I, if we're on the every other year plan. This should be a terrible year. Yeah,
0: you're right. But the zone has to what...
1: spend all its money to make something happen, so they they could throw a monkey wrench in that.
0: Don't forget about what Grand Puba taught us.
1: He taught me lots of things.
0: What goes around comes back around again.
1: That was one good thing he taught me. That
0: was a good jam. Three sixty though that was yeah, a good yeah. good, ass, good ass. Here
1: comes another one.
0: Yeah.
1: Did Only you it but make it?
0: Did you like that? I love it. Yeah. Yes. Gracias. Gracias. Gracias, Gracias Poopa. Thank you. Um I did get the brand Nubian tape, cassette tape, all for yeah. one for my eighth grade birthday. It was fan fired the the heck up, Rafe. Slow down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Rafe. Um. All right. I, I will hold off then on, on jumping ship, getting into bed with those, uh, with those. I mean, you know, the the men who, who get together, Rafe. It's not for everybody, right? Right. I know you're a pretty gangster, but you know, it's not for everybody. I can't find the block. Okay. Thank you, behab Okay. Uh, Rafe, I did not want to go too far into this show, without saying R.I.P. Kobe, a man. Our age, relatively, my age, forty-one. Tragic death. Uh, it's weird. It's weird, Rafe. Okay, so here's what's weird: when someone <laughs> dies, and that uh, you know, of course, there's the the social media culture of like, oh wait, did I ever meet him? Let me quickly post that photo of that one time I met him. Uh, we didn't know him, but man, for guys our age, he he had a major impact, without question. So, do you want to? Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't. No, get to the choppa. Nothing like that, Rafe. I'm not. I mean, no. Guy Ritchie <laughs> had. Geez, wow. Guy Ritchie had business getting up from that. Um, I want your serious, uh, <laughs> Rafe. That's awful. That's all. I mean, you can't. I mean, seriously. You um, just
1: made the jokes, Brian. You can't take them back. You just said
0: he had no business getting up from that crash. All right. Um, I wanted to get a, uh, something heartfelt from me because, Rafe, I've, I'm a, you know, you're a New York Times high selling author. Well, actually, I've never paid for any of your books. I've, I've received free copies. Well, no, no, I bought I bought Pacific rims. Take that back. Uh, it was a great purchase on Amazon for five dollars. But um, you love basketball. I've read that book cover to cover. So what's your hoops relationship with uh with number eight slash twenty four?
1: Yeah. Well, this was the thing. And Sunday was a really sad day for me um, for a lot of reasons. But I think mostly because it's just whenever there's an athlete, whenever you're a a major sports fan or a a fan, particularly of one sport and basketball is a sport that I grew up playing, have sort of the closest uh, relationship to over the longest period of time. And throughout most of that time, Kobe Bryant was a part of that. And I mean, like, you know, our, I'm sure a lot of people, uh, you probably as well, remember reading about him in Slam magazine
0: before he'd even gone to the NBA. Yes. Um, and I was working at McDonald's when I watched him in the McDonald's All-American game. Rafe. That's how far back I go.
1: So you guys share that that bond of, of once working together at McDonald's. Yes.
0: That's how gangster um, I am. Yes.
1: And so basically uh, that. Alone, having a fixture of your life die—you know—so surprisingly, unexpectedly, shockingly—that alone kind of forces a lot of us into the um, somewhat, a little bit solipsistic or self-centered version of you know looking back, looking at your own life and being like, "Man, I can't believe what's happening." All the time going by, yeah. Um, It just makes you reflect in that way. It makes you reflect, of course, on. It, uh, being with your loved ones and, and not taking that time for granted. Kind of um, makes you
0: want to go back and look in your trading card collection and post a few uh, mint Kobe's, right?
1: I, I, I did not have that reaction. Everybody and then, then there's this right? other 21st century thing, this social media era thing, which I think is I, – I, this is – well, this is a convenient – theory because it, it fits myself very well, but you tell me if it makes sense and if you think it could apply more broadly, Brian. I feel like people in our age range, uh, I'm 37, are you 41?
0: You're damn right I am, okay?
1: Okay, Um, I'm knocking on wood for you, brother.
0: Thank you. Um, But um, yeah, people in, in our age range right? who
1: are sort of halfway through the digital media generation, like we are not digital natives, but we're comfortable with it right here. We are. We're recording a podcast Um, and we but but still, I think to people who are in their 20s and younger, they're not going to fi- have the same weirdness, awkward feeling about expressing emotions and personal things online, because when I see that, I'm like, well, I didn't know Kobe and I wouldn't walk up to his wife or anyone in his family and say I love you know I love him so much or I'm so sorry because they, they don't know me they don't I want that from me. Right. <laughs> um, but that yet yeah, then then I see all all this stuff happening online and it's sort of like should I do this too? But then if I do it, is it because I really feel that way yes. or am I just tricking myself into feeling that way because it's what everyone's doing? D- do how I much really of this is performance?
0: Per, huh? P- Do I really know Neil Pert of Rush, or am I just trying to sound cool by saying R.I.P., Rafe?
1: Well, I never got in on that one. Is he alive or dead?
0: He died, okay? It was okay. Yeah, very, yeah. It, was, it was Bowie-like, the reaction online. Bowie-like, okay? Thank yeah, you. he
1: had no business getting up from that body shot. Yeah. Um, um. So, yeah, then it had this weird situation where it starts to make you doubt your own and everyone else's emotions. Like, was well, that person for real? Like, is that person really sad while they're out there posting – Base basketball cards, I don't know. Am I really sad while well, I'm here pretending I like this is this is making me cry? Am I crying really? It's it's this weird twenty-first century mind F yes that yes. happens. Uh and yeah, on some level, it who cares, right? We we a lot of us spent the day um reflecting on some important things, and that's a good thing to do. Uh and, and and on the other hand, it's just sad that I don't know that that a person who, even though i mean look Kobe he was accused of rape uh and rape, you know ended up settling what yeah,
0: this is not that kind of show, okay, all right,
1: fine, I'm just saying like he could regardless of whether or not he was a good guy, he meant a lot to a lot of people, and like <gasps> I saw people I know crushed over it, and just knowing that you know it's like you great athletes. Are not just the people they are. It's it, it, in good ways and bad. And they can go, it means that they can mean a lot of good things to people despite doing bad things. It means that they can feel isolated in themselves because they know that people don't know who they really are. It's, a, it's just a weird duality in the whole thing. Um,
0: Very deep, Rafe. I like this.
1: Uh, you know, I'm serious. But what really brought it all together for me, Brian, was a since deleted Instagram post from the boxing world. From our guy, British prospect Anthony Fowler. Have yes. you have, have did you get the chance to call any Anthony Fowler
0: fights I did during not. your during my brief sojourn with DAZN? Yes,
1: he was the type of prospect that you would have gotten on that.
0: I would have he, been all over on that, Rafe. Absolutely. I
1: don't. I I had to, I don't know for sure if this was real, uh, or a, but if this is a hoax, why would someone be out there trying just to make Anthony Fowler look goofy? But. He posted on Instagram, legends never die, RIP Kobe and his beautiful daughter. Nice caption. And then had a awkward little Photoshop of Kobe and the heavens opening, and then this cast of character, the legends he will find in heaven. Now, in this assembly of people, I see Muhammad Ali. Okay. Anthony Bourdain. uh, Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I see... um, Robin Williams. I'm down with that. Tupac. Yes. Yes. Uh, Bob Ross. What? The painter? He is dead. Um, He he is the legend. Burt Burt Reynolds. okay, Kind of. Okay. All right. Uh, August Ames, the pornographic actress. Uh, R.I.P. Harambe right in the middle. Why is Harambe at the center of heaven? (laughs) Um the, it is the weird Vern Troyer in their legend. legend. <laughs> it is, uh, it ends up being a very strange tribute to Kobe because when you think of Kobe going up into the heavens, you think of, this is one of the true icons of sport. Almost. I mean, Ali is almost the level that you expect him to be chilling at Ooh. in the, in the levels of, uh, of sporting legends. Uh, however, that's organized. Uh, I don't know if that was in Dante. Um, but Uh, You don't expect to see Mini-Me, Brian, and you don't expect to see various zoo animals that that were
0: part of a meme. The late Vern Troyer did show up to uh, Mayweather Pacquiao in his little uh, rascal, and he bought the child's WBC belt from the merch stand and put it over his shoulder. Great moment in boxing history. Rafe, are you more offended by the people who rush post-celebrity death to post the, the picture of the time they met him and they write how they're crying and all that? or the people who are policing others for reporting stuff too early, uh, or the people who are getting mad at the people who are posting the pictures and and uh, posting the stuff about reporting stuff too early. Uh, this is a vicious circle of death, Herr Rafe. I mean, come on.
1: I think the, the two worst kind of person in the world, not just the social media world, Brian, is one, the kind of person who makes... Seatbelt jokes after a semi-tragic car accident in which someone Errol has Spence to drive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those vehicular manslaughter jokes, they, 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 that's the first worst kind of person. The yes. second worst kind of person is the kind of person who, continue, who, who intentionally botches the name of Australian pugilists who die tragically in sparring body shot accidents. Those are the two worst kind of people on the internet.
0: Come on, come on, Jeffrey. Do you have a response for that? No response. I will respond with my fists in the ring. All right. All right. That's that's where we are going to leave that. Shout out to the late Kobe Bean Bryant, Rafe. All right. Indeed. Hey, not only is it uh, Steve Roll's fight week on this show, Rafe, it's also Super Bowl 54 this Sunday. Did you know that?
1: I, I did know that. I don't care a whole lot, but I do know that.
0: Here's what you should care about. Your ear holes, Rafe. Specifically, the CBS Sports Pick 6 NFL podcast. Why, Rafe? Because they are on location taking their talents to South Beach for the Super Bowl and delivering all the Chiefs Niners content. You. You. Personally, need over there in Nine Mile. Wednesday's episode will offer insight from those that cover Kansas City and San Francisco. While Thursday, Rafe, pick six will feature in-depth game analysis with Brady Quinn and two-time Super Bowl champion Bryant McFadden. Rafe, those are some big time names. Here's what I also want you to do this week, Rafe. Stay tuned for bonus episodes with interviews from current NFL stars and past legends. You want legends? They got them, Rafe. Download and subscribe wherever you find podcast. It's the pick six NFL pod. It'll never do you wrong. Tell them BC sent you.
1: You want show?
0: You want pod? You You want want legend? You want pod? Uh, yeah. That's it. That's that's what I got there. Uh, thank you for that plug. Hey, thank you for that extra
2: M, though. Yes, you the, the man, bro. Thank
0: you, thank you. Speaking of my my tease running out, did you see Kate Abdo put out a uh, Instagram pic of what looks to be? We have a. But let me say for something, we have a new face to face, and it's called PBC Kate to Kate.
1: I saw Brian, and I'm looking forward to the episode. I am going to be ready to watch on Fox whenever it comes out. Oh. You know that I. I'm going to make an effort now never to miss an episode because I cannot wait for this show.
0: Does that mean I have to fight Brock, the boxing bully now?
1: Look, if you, uh, well, it's a good thing you ain't shooting no loads because uh, he'd be up in your up in your ass anyway.
0: Boxing is full of shit, man. I used to love, it- I used to love hosting shows that Max Kellerman made famous. Brian, right?
1: Brian, come on. Can you handle this? Let me, can I Jim Gray you here? Can you handle this with a little grace and dignity? All right, this is Kate's night. This is Kate's show. <laughs> and it's not her fault. It's not your fault either. She's a sunk cost. You are an additional cost. It's just business, man. We're all, the, the Reaper is coming for all of us in many ways, wow. eventually. Wow. And there's not much you could do about it. Hopefully, you know, hopefully no one screws you along the way. And if they do, screw them back harder.
0: You'd have a big dump in your pants. Okay, hey, Rafe, we're going to get into actual box as we recap the weekend. Look ahead, all other else in between. And we'll do that after a pause and a word from our friends and sponsors. Yeah, (laughs) dig it. And we're back, BC, Rafe Bugs, maybe a little bit of Richie. Hi, it's Dwyer, the week of the fight. It is the State of Combat Box A.O. pod, and it is the week of the fight. But, Rafe... Before we get into the the big story this week, Fury Wilder, press conference number two, and the headlines that came out of that, I do want to look back on Danny's night. No, 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 Rafe. Rafe, right? It is Danny's night, indeed.
2: And you realize, oh, that's Danny.
0: Yes, it was Danny Garcia, Showtime Boxing from the Barclays. Rafe, did you tune in to my coverage, or or did did Kate Abdo already take that job, too?
1: I I did well no as far as I know she is not yet running Showtime although look if she did I wouldn't complain you told me she was great to work with great uh, high just professional great with everyone great rapport from the the bums like you to the fighters that she hosts the shows with and so I I hope that the, the she takes she just you know it's the takeover it's the year of Kate this is Kate's year um but um, no, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the, uh, the the YouTube streaming under garbage. No. How was it?
0: Uh, I cashed a check. That's fine. That's fine. It was great, though. Thank you, Paulie Pauly. Uh, I Yes, thank you. Uh, Danny Garcia was auditioning for a possible spring pay-per-view against the likes of Manny Pacquiao or Errol Spence Jr. But Rafe, he goes the distance, surprisingly, against one crazy man, Ivan Redkotch, in their welterweight main event. Uh, you look, I was in the building and, um, it was uh, a little anticlimactic in the end. Rafe, we thought that Ivan was the wild, crazy lamb brought to the slaughter. I'm sure they did too. And why they picked him, but Rafe turns out red Cut has a machine head and it's better than the rest because he goes 12 against the man who I proclaim to be the biggest puncher in the division. Now, in in you know full disclosure, Redcoach didn't come and be wild like we thought. He actually tried to box. He wasn't successful, but he was successful in surviving. Your thoughts on Danny's night altogether in terms of the idea of does this earn him? Should it earn him the kind of fights he's looking for?
1: Um, I don't, I don't dock him a a whole lot for this fight. That doesn't mean I enjoyed the fight. I didn't, I was like by the eighth, ninth round, I guess after the excitement of the bite wore off, I was just looking at the clock more than the fighters. I'm sure like, when is this going to be over? Um, Danny Garcia, turn off your station. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't my job, that's what I would have had been done. Um, but Uh, You know, Danny Garcia is – he always fights the same way, which is good in a lot of ways. It makes him very consistent. He has a consistently high level of performance. Uh, It also means that against certain opponents, they're going to give him trouble because they can execute a style that gives his style trouble. Or opponents that he should – you know, that other guys would get out of there more easily, he just doesn't because – He's not he doesn't set him set up his own shots as much, right? He's waiting to exchange. He's waiting to beat his his opponents in exchanges. He doesn't quite he he maintains distance, but he's not exactly putting on enough pressure to force them to to punch at him to 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 create openings that way. So he he can uh, when when the mat, when the styles go wrong, they can go wrong and create a boring fight like this where Garcia is control in control the whole time even looks to be breaking him down at parts but doesn't never gets a chance or never steps on the gas enough to give you a satisfying ending and it just ends in a pfft, dud um but
0: he's well, still a I, good fighter I saw him coming on though in the second half of the fight trying to engage I really don't fault Danny too much outside of maybe if you're saying well Shouldn't his power because he did land, you know, a few a good amount of flush shots. Shouldn't that have gotten Redcots out of there? But, you know, Ivan wasn't reckless ever. So yeah. it, it just he wasn't playing ball, Rafe. You know what I'm saying? It was what it was.
1: I think that's I, I agree. I agree mostly with that. I think and I got nothing against that. Uh, he but the bite was fun. I enjoyed the 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 interview after the fight where Danny Garcia revealed that while biting his shoulder in the eighth round, Ivan Redcoch said to Danny Garcia, "Mike Tyson, <laughs> what is, it? Is, it, is he? Mike what? Tyson, baby. Mike Tyson. Hey, hey, let's Mike, go. Mike Tyson, let's go, baby. Hey, nice.
0: let's go. I like, I like Mike Tyson. That was actual, Does that, mean that he, was actual sound. He,
1: yeah. Is he going to jail with uh, with Evgeni soon? Is I, that the plan?
0: I love me some Ivan Redcoch. Uh, he gave me the biggest hug ever. He remembers me from our PBC face to face days. I have see, seen him at a lot of fights in the last year, but uh, he's got the scary eye." Uh, psycho killer thing Would, would you Keskise describe him
1: I mean on. as a close friend Brian would you describe him As the the kind of man You'd want your daughter to marry
0: No uh, Did you see the weigh in Stare down between them two Like it, it was, was awesome. It man. was a little creepy <laughs> What um, kind of th- What kind of dental
1: work Has he done Those are some crazy ass Veneers yes, he has are. Right
0: And he tested them out uh, I don't get this bite Because he certainly Wasn't doing it in a Tyson, let me try to get out of this fight. He tested out the veneers. He certainly wasn't doing it in a, I'm trying to get Danny mad and get him to brawl type of thing. Uh, Rafe, I think he was, that. he just may be into that. You know, like it was just his moment. You know, this, oh, this is Ivan's night. Like, this is weird though. Rafe, shouldn't the commission... Like, in response, do something about this? Because Danny basically laughed it off in the post-fight press conference in, like, a creepy way and basically said that Ivan wouldn't stop smiling at him about it. And, um, like, but, like, it, as much as this was, I guess, innocent in the way it played out, Benji Estevez didn't see it, so there was no point docking. Shouldn't the commission step in, though, and be like, uh, dude, this is, like, absolutely not acceptable?
1: Um... No, I don't. I mean, I would, I, like, in terms of a suspension or a hearing, I Something. think that's a little much. Um, Brian, is is it a uh, – did, did you see the bite marks? I didn't see, get a good glimpse of it not. on Danny's shoulder. The thing is, there isn't <clears> – <throat> while I don't doubt it, especially because Redcatch seemed to enjoy it himself um, – it didn't affect the fight. The ref didn't see it. So you have sort of – if you're talking about going to the uh, commission and doing something official, it wasn't even part of the official record of the fight, right? The ref didn't warn. The ref didn't say anything. The, the, so it's hard for the commission to then jump back in and say, well, we're, we 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 found enough evidence that we want to talk about this. The aggrieved party didn't care. You got you to gotta hand Danny Garcia that. Like whenever something – like he – there have been a couple times over the course of his career when things have gone a little bit left like that. For example, Eric Morales testing positive for PDs the, the, on the, like the day of the weigh-in and Danny being like, that's ah, okay. I'm still going to knock him out. And then doing it. Um, and you know, or, or in this case, getting bit on the shoulder and Angel being like, go F him up more. And then it's like, okay, Dan, like you got it. He's pretty game in that regard. He he, does, he, let's, so he lets a lot of stuff roll off his back. And
0: did you see that he also afterwards said part of the re okay. So he was honest. I'll give him this. He didn't get the knockout. It was a little bit of a whole hum effort overall, but he said afterwards "Uh, the layoff and the cut to 47 kind of killed me. And by the way, Rafe, did you see revealed during fight week that, If he can't get Spence or Pacquiao next, he would move up to 54, but not necessarily to face those title holders. He wants to rematch Thurman or Porter and not have to have either of them cut hard weight. So that's interesting. But the other honest thing Danny said was that because he has six toes on his right foot, the whole fight, the skin on his extra toe, like, completely peeled back and was bleeding through the shoe and sock. Uh, That's just weird. That's, like...
1: Oh, sure. well, that's—I mean—here's something though. As far as I know, Danny Garcia ha- is has always had six toes, and so that should be something they're used to accounting for. I don't know if it was because he was—I mean—they wear new boots on fight night, or—but like, whatever the whatever that whatever made that mistake happen in this fight, that—and obviously it doesn't happen every time he fights. Figure that out. Don't let it happen in a bigger fight because that is a problem. I mean, that I've had that happen playing ball sometimes when i'm wearing a new pair of shoes and uh, that outside that pinky toe starts chafing and you get that big ass blister there that is one of the worst feelings um and it's not fun and you don't really want to push off on it um
0: do you have anything like that Rafe? do you have a second dong anything going on
1: uh have you seen the film total recall Brian. yes
0: yes i have yeah all right so
1: you know what i'm talking about then yes you have yeah Yes, you have. I like to wear the deep V so you can see the middle <laughs> nipple.
0: <laughs> Very Dom Brazil of you. All right, uh, Rafe. <laughs> I was a member of the Showtime broadcast this weekend. Oh, so I did... Brian. Yeah, what do you got, Rafe? What do you? I'm got sorry.
1: I'm not. I, I mean, I think there's you some think interesting stuff going on here with with Danny. Okay. Um. The well, so going to one. Why why make it 154 against for a rematch with Porter or Thurman? Why not just make it some goofy catch weight then? If it's because a, he
0: said that's what. Has happened in history. He said, "Look, De La Hoya and Mosley fought at 147. Then they had a rematch for a title a couple of years later at 154." I think he's just um, coming to terms that 47 is is a is a struggle. I mean, you know, to
1: make it shouldn't be for he's not that big. he's not a very know, big welterweight, I is he?
0: No, maybe he's living large in between fights, but it seems like he doesn't want to go to 47 unless it's really worth it for like, a, obviously, like a Spencer Pacquiao pay-per-view and that he'd be just as inclined to doing this new trend, which is kind of fight a little bit above your weight so you can be comfortable, which I'm not against, Rafe.
1: I mean, the only reason to be against it is that it could potentially put you at a competitive disadvantage against whoever the bigger fighters uh, among the elite fighters at that certain weight category are. Um, But he has
0: elite things, intangibles. He has elite intangibles, chin power, IQ.
1: Yeah, but do you uh, do you uh, how competitive do you think he would be against some of these real big you know bigger end 150 154 cata- weight category fighters? Jamel Jerm- Charlo and say uh, Jason Rosario even as a uh, with all of Danny's boxing skills, what is he giving up 4 inches in height to those guys? True, Probably small. a he lot would... of length. Yeah, um, yeah. we don't know I, I, I you got to do I do trust his chin. Because shoot, he's taking flush shots from Matisse. He was he's in the ring for with with Thurman Porter. Like he he that ain't an issue. I mean, Porter's not much of a puncher, but still. Um.
0: Well, during the uh, fighter meetings, I told Jarrett Hurd, uh, you know, I'm like, dude, you went all in on this Swift nickname idea. Like you have a tattoo on your chest of Swift. So like we can't take this nickname back. So why are you not fighting Danny for full control of the nickname? And he was like, I'd do it.
1: I bet. I mean, I bet he would. He'd he'd be like 50 pounds heavier than Danny on fight night.
0: Uh, But I did go to the fighter meetings on Friday and brode the heck out with Angel. Now, what it was was Angel comes in, happy-go-lucky. He sees the Showtime team, Paulie Al, and he's hugging everybody. So I just got in like the receiving line and received like a, you know, by association hug. When I yeah. put my arm back around Angel, I go, Angel, you gotta give it to me, man. Let's do the bird call. Morning bird call. And then I go, Hey, Angel, you gotta give me an, ah, oh, Ow! Oh. And he just blew up, laughing, Rave. And then I'm like, You think I care uh, about Matisse's life and his family? I don't care. And I'm like, I'm like, I was doing like his greatest hits tour for him. And I'm like, Angel, Angel, I got two words for Oscar. What do you think they are? <laughs> <laughs> he, did goes, he, tell to you? he goes fish scales hit <laughs> yes. me up on the d on the on the on the dms on the dick on the down low Oscar. Whoa, whoa. oh wow yeah it was great did great you moments. uh did you did you ask did you talk to him about philly style at all i did not but i should have oh. i should have oh. i should if i can go back i would watch that believe what i'm telling you now there's I'm not back washing either
1: <laughs> they, well, I, I yeah, I was. You, you, you're giving him a little bit of a deja vu.
0: De, yeah, indeed, indeed. Rafe, I think that um, I don't think this hurts Garcia's chances of getting Pacquiao. I think it comes down to what Manny wants. If you, yeah, I no, I
1: don't think it. I don't think it hurts it either because Danny is already a proven enough quantity that. And this was not a fight where he looked bad. He just didn't. He he didn't have a great opportunity to. It didn't – the styles didn't work out in a way that we thought they would make him look great and give him a a, a spectacular knockout. And a little – you can fault him a little bit for not creating that opportunity, but he still looked sharp. He still was Danny Garcia, and the guy has proven he's not – I think a lot of of people may not rate him as elite as the very best welterweights, but he's shown that he's on that level – competes on that level and is always really going to be on that level. He doesn't get died. You've never seen anyone come close to dominating him in the ring.
0: Absolutely. Rafe. Well, I
1: mean, three rounds against Amir Khan, if you want to count that.
0: Yes. And uh, don't forget the second half of the Lamont Peterson fight. People forget that. He had Danny backing up, right? He put it on yeah. him, right? Yeah, you know, no. Lamont Peterson, you're the boy, right? Okay. Rafe, you've done heard-
1: something in rounds one through six Lamont. God
0: damn it. Jarrett Hurd came back in that co-main event, Rafe, against Francisco Chia Santana, gets a 10-round unanimous decision, drops him in the final round with an uppercut, but gets booed out of the damn building. Rafe, the lust and hatred for Swift Jarrett Hurd's new style was insane. Now, to give you the full picture, I was in the fighter meetings, and I love his new trainer, Kay Karoma. He's the assistant coach on the U.S. national team. He's just this chill, slow, soft-speaking guy, but everything he says makes sense. So he prepared me for this in advance, saying uh, Jared Hurd's old team was, like, reckless. They just relied on his size and strength advantages and just basically threw him out into oncoming traffic. So I knew they were going to try the hit and not get hit approach, but Rafe, I don't know, man. Like, I'm all for preserving yourself, but. This was a boring fight, and here's why the crowd really got upset, I think, Rafe. Do you remember the first four rounds of this fight stunk? But do you remember that round five, Jarrett Hurd turned back into what he calls War Swift for three minutes and was battering Santana around the ring and then goes back to stick and move around later? So if you're the crowd, you're like, dude, you've got a welterweight in there. Legitimately, you've got a welterweight in there against you, a journeyman. Get him the hell out of there. I'm not saying that Jarrett Hurd shouldn't mix in defense and and jabbing and boxing, but he wasn't pulling it off all that impressively despite being widely ahead on the cards. And while I think the crowd was a little bit overboard. I don't think he should fight like that moving forward, Rafe. I'm not saying he has to be war swift and get his brains beaten in, but he's got to find a better middle ground because he was allowing Santana, who wasn't a big puncher, to get inside on him at will, Rafe. At will,
1: Brian. I heard a little bit of uh, a little bit of Prince Nassim in that. A little bit. This might sound terrible. I think he should finish. <laughs> no, no, no. It's.
0: Too that's harsh. too harsh. That's too harsh. That's too harsh. That's nice.
1: that is that is a bit too harsh. I don't know if you're too harsh, Brian. I would say, uh, let's see him back in a real fight and how that goes because there's a lot of. Th- I mean, look,
0: if somebody has could, power, he's turning back into War Swift, right?
1: Exactly. That's the thing. I think that there's a probably a little bit of Santana was never really pressing him in a way that bothered him. You know, he, so there was, you're not going to feel that urgency. There might just be the psychological, even though on one hand he knows, you know, intellectually that he needs to go get some rounds in with this new style, with this guy who is not really a threat to him and will allow him to practice some stuff. And it won't be great for the fans. And it might not be a great, you know, something that, uh, in the future, TV executives could look at and say, "Maybe we don't want to make that kind of fight again." Um, but uh, it's it's the kind of thing that he knew he wanted to do a- in order to work on these skills. But at the same time, it's it may be hard. To, you know, you're supposed to do it, but do do you really commit to it in the same way as you would a fight where? You are in danger. You you feel like you might lose, and you and it just there is a, a, a natural competitive to it, c- competitive quality to it that this one didn't have. Uh, it wasn't. It was. It, it, uh, it was not a fun fight to watch. Heard did not. All of the new stuff about his new style didn't look great. But I would before I write it off or write him off. Let's see how he does against someone a little better. He doesn't necessarily have to jump right back into the J Rock rematch, even though, I mean, J-Rock wants to do his rematch first with uh, with Rosario, but he doesn't have to jump back to that level, but, you know, have something a little bit more meaningful and see what he looks like then and continue working. He, if he needs to go, look, if he, let's hope that when he needs to win a fight and he's not winning it in whatever style he's trying, he can apply, he can turn on War herd He can go back to Black Margarito and, and grind a guy out.
0: Uh yeah yeah I'm I'm definitely down with that. Uh, one thing to know about that division. Yeah you know i the best. Uh, um Rafe so here's the deal Fox wants to do four to five PBC pay per views this year. The first one will be Tyson Fury Wilder two, probably a Pacquiao one, so probably a, a another welterweight one, maybe even. Tyson Fury, while they're three, but still there's room for, you know, let's say Gervonta is a Showtime pay-per-view. There's still room for someone else to jump to the pay-per-view level. Would you be mad if Jermell Charlo versus Jarrett Hurd took place this year on pay-per-view?
1: Uh, it's hard to say mad. I don't know if I would be mad. I think that would be a, a pay-per-view. I, if I were a I, – look, I am a paying fan. And, um, I would feel bad about buying that it's a fight I'd want to see. Does it fit the, 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 the bill of what long-term boxing fans who remember a structure in which there was a, this the sort of the HBO or Showtime championship level boxing fight, which is a Charlo Hurd type fight. And, and so there are fans who remember that. And then. Only above that were the super fights, the, the, for for either people who were such transcendent stars like Mike Tyson. Uh, even I mean, and they'll say they'll say even Oscar, who was the sort of next one of the next huge stars after the Tyson era. Even Oscar, what did he do? He fought plenty. He would come back down and fight, stay busies and tune ups on HBO Championship Boxing, and then go back up for the mega fights on pay per view. So that world, of course, is kaput dunzo it don't exist anymore what we have now is a bunch of places giving us tons of uncurated content some of it great some of it trash some of it unexpectedly great some of it unexpectedly disgusting and then just throwing out pay-per-views when when they can't afford or they don't want to pay the regular bill for the purses and look so far so good it's it, it, this the, the system is holding I don't know if it's ideal but it's it, it hasn't fallen apart and could I see them doing that at 154 sure again you're opening the door for me to bang this drum that if they want to make if they want to make some junior middleweight pay-per-view events make a tournament make a tournament bang bang um, whether it's, uh, whether they want to build up to the final being a, a pay-per-view. So they've had them fighting on two dates already on Fox say, or three dates, three dates, right? You have the two days for quarter quarterfinals, then a semifinals will be another date on Fox. Then the finals on pay-per-view, I think because they would be fun, competitive fights. When you think about that field with Charlo, Castaño, Lara, Heard, Rosario, J-Rock, Tony Harrison, Erickson Lubin. If you had those eight 154s, you'd be in damn good shape. You'd have great fights that got people excited going up. You could turn that into a fifth pay per view. If they uh, don't, then who gives a damn about one whatever whatever two guys they pick out of that hat and throw them into a pay per view that ain't gonna be worth the money?
0: My advice to you on how to make this tournament dream happen: I speak and believe and receive. it speak and believe receive. speak and believe receive. Yes, in in moment, Let me tell you all that stuff you. Where are you in that process? You've you've spoken it. You believe it, right?
1: I do believe it. Okay. I am waiting to receive it. I uh I I am not going to wait to exhale uh before receiving it because I that might kill me, Brian.
0: All right. Well, we we good friends, right? We good friends. I love you, daddy. But well, let's get it on. Let's get it on. What Rafe.
1: what Brian would you say is the ideal? Because I I I was in the DMs with um you know one of the the very at least an honorable mention. Uh, State of Combat crew listener Robbie Rinaldi. Hold I was on. in the DMs with yeah, him talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna about. be honest with you. It goes down in the DMs. <laughs> it didn't go down like that. Yo, we were we were talking about union organizing, all of the, the, the Rinaldi things. Um, and um, he um he was saying that he thought you could also you could do it either, you know, the 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 quarterfinals on Fox. Then they could do a semifinal pay per view of the two the, uh, the main and co-main of whoever the, the final four are, and then back on big Fox for the final, or you could just do the, you know, everything is on Fox until the finals.
0: I like that. I like that. Sign up the contracts right now, Rafe. We don't believe in. <laughs> <contracts>. <laughs> okay, Bob, uh, Rafe quickly in the opener Saturday night on showtime, Steven Fulton, Jr. Cool boy. Steph looked fantastic in fighting off a determined Arnold. Hey guy. In, uh, in their uh, one twenty two title eliminator. Hey, guy, in his first bout with Marvin Simodio, by the way, of team Freddie Roach and uh, fun little action fight. Fulton seems for real, Rafe. I know he's more technician than puncher, but there were times he had to fight his way out of some moments and he looked great.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, both guys were really good. And, and I think. I think, hey, guy, hey, guy is really hard not to do that. <laughs> the, <laughs> And he is Ukrainian. He should, he should have, he needs to come out. He has to make like a montage for his ring hey walk. Guys. <laughs> glad. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Um, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. I thought both fighters fought well. Uh, it was a fun style clash and Fulton really show, he showed that he can deal with a determined fast, you know, guy who's not, who's, who's not just a, a meatball a uh, tough guy standing there getting clocked, but a guy who who knew how to apply that pressure and did so with some speed and athleticism. Uh, and and Fulton still outboxed him. I mean, cool boy, Steph. It's a fun fighter. And and also it just reminded me, weight category one two two. That's there's some hot stuff going yes. on down there. I mean, we got that fight coming up on Thursday with uh, Danny Roman and uh, Muradjan Akhmadaliev. Wow, uh, that, both of them. Wow. TJ Doheny is still there. Navarrete. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Why did you say TJ Doheny in a Filipino voice?
1: I don't. I, look, because I've probably had the Brian Kenny Irish thing going in my head, and I was trying to pay some respect to that. But this is what happens whenever I do an accent within, by the second sentence, it it, it just goes into the Filipino English accent. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I put but, my
0: hands in my gloves of uh, <laughs> the, um,
1: the The best the there's a lot of that's a really good division right now um you know super bantam junior feather though
0: we thought we were building toward the figueroa fight i asked fulton before the fight you got any message for uh for brandon figueroa he goes absolutely nothing at all he ain't never met anyone like me he ain't gonna fight me
1: wow wow hey that's a good message i mean that's saying you don't don't even you, you don't want this smoke, yes. so to speak. Um, maybe that's true. I would I still wouldn't mind that fight. I think I agree that Fulton is the more impressive fighter right now. But uh, could you know uh, the that that's that's the Figueroa is he's going to come in with that Figueroa style and yes. try and try and maul and be you know physical and long and rangy and weird and uh, look, it's it could be fun. It could be fun I and
0: shoot out his gun he might he might Rafe okay you know uh, I mean
1: all the, the winner gets all, all of the ladies this is 2020 I
0: Brandon and I got his sister
1: oh no oh, no 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 um
0: hey speaking of uh, AB real quick did you see some of the the recent rash of Instagram posts from Adrian Broner not only was he asking for fans to send him money and saying like I put on all these fights for you I'm in need right now please send me money But then the other day he put on Instagram, thinking about moving up to 54, I still love fighting. I'd love to win a title, then fight Canelo at 155, then fight Triple G at 155, and then retire.
1: That's an interesting uh, plan from here on out. I don't know how... how Likely any of that is, Brian. I won't, I don't think I would necessarily favor him to win any titles at 154. And I don't know if uh, five division champion
0: we're setting up here, Rafe. Okay, five <laughs> division Look,
1: champion. Um and I don't know if Canelo or Triple G would be willing to come down to 155 for a shot at Adrian Broner. But shoot, you know, speak it, believe it, receive it. I don't know. No, I'm not creeping on the man's Instagram, and and I, the bad news that comes out of it. Yeah. Ah, uh, it, it's it's sad, but I'm not going. Ah, yeah. I'm not going to like hang on it with bated breath. I, it's it, it, and I hope that a lot of it is is AB just playing around. And even though I don't think it's a good thing to freaking con your fans out of ten dollars i'm somehow more comfortable with that idea of ab just being a jerk than ab being in serious trouble um, in but we know they're both are true
2: the sun is setting on adrian broner
0: wow all right that is that hey Rafe, we got to roll on here uh big story of the week was that oddly timed it seemed press conference saturday Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, two ahead of their Feb 2-2 pay-per-view rematch. It was, I'll give them credit. I'll give the powers that be, ESPN and Fox credit. Even though it seemed bizarre that we're dropping a second L.A. press conference just a week and a half, two weeks later, it was live on Fox, it was live on ESPN News, and we saw the streams crossing as the broadcast team that watched it on Fox was abdo, Porter and ESPN's Mark Kriegel and then they threw to a satellite feed of Max Kellerman and you're you're mixing up the 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 ingredients together and it was not it wasn't a bad presentation ray from that regard but from the idea of what we learned from it here's my take Tyson Fury's not playing ball this this promotion like he was the first time he's not trying to win the promotion he's not trying to get in Deontay Wilder's head. And that's certainly alarming to a certain degree concerning is a better word concerning from the idea that we've talked about the last few weeks is does Tyson have as much of a reason to be at his best this time around as he did when he needed to prove everybody wrong. But here's the biggest takeaway. I want to talk to you. He is doubling the heck down on this whole thing. KO two prediction I got Sugar Hill Stewart because I need to learn how to punch. The judges screwed me last time, so I'm coming in to knock Deontay Wilder out. The first time he said this, Rafe, I thought, okay, this is just you know, this is Gypsy Traveller stuff. He's trying to three-card Monty us, but this isn't going away, Rafe. Is he yeah. crazy enough to try this?
1: Well, I, and I, I thought that Deontay Wilder had a great response to almost that exact question. Um, when what Heidi Andrel on stage and they're sitting in those giant, weird kind of tacky <gasps> leather thrones, and Kate, uh, Kate, Kate, not Kate, uh, Heidi Andrell asks him, Do you, you know, do you believe him when he says that he's going to come in here and, and knock you out in two rounds and, or at least try to? And Deontay Wilder says, Well, you know, I, I don't know because he is crazy. And that is. That is I think the the advantage to Tyson fury in this case because even though they're look historically, if you look at Tyson fury's fights, especially in the big ones he all this is this is a little bit of what he always promises to do I'm gonna knock his ass out I'm affected right man. good night you know he'll he'll give you that um not always predicting the round, but he's 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 out there predicting. Uh, a dominant stoppage performance. And this, this does seem a little bit different and the normal script, it doesn't follow that, right? You get in the ring and then all of a sudden he's boxing circles around you. He's not really engaging. He's slapping you a little bit left and right, but he's mostly making you look bad and scoring enough points to win around with the jab and with his length and with his, with his boxing IQ. Um, and then before you know it, it's ten rounds in. You're down eight to two, and you need a you know you need a knockdown. Uh, and lucky lucky for De- Deontay Wilder, he can get those. Um, but that that's usually what we find here. But Fury is so um, look, you would not put him past put anything past him. You, I can see him trying to do this. I do believe that he may try. I don't know. I don't know what I think he's up to with this. But I could see him do it. I could see him try it. And the other crazy thing is Fury has this – he does have this uh, this aura where even though you're – I hate to quote uh, this particular singer, but, you know, your mind's telling you no. (laughs) But your heart is like – I kind of believe him. I kind of believe him that man to man there's something about Tyson Fury – He will find a way to win any fight.
2: That's how men deal. That's how men roll. He and a man.
1: And that's not how you're supposed to analyze boxing, right? And and you can look at a lot of this stuff and say, well, what he's saying does not compute. He's got Sugar Hill. I'm reading boxing scene right now, uh, a a headline this morning. Uh, Our guy, Manuka Kopian, who is really the the hardest grinder in boxing media right now. Shouts to Manuka out in L.A. Uh, Glendale's had, finest. Yeah, no doubt. Yo, and I used to live next to Glendale. It's great, great place to catch a Canelo fight, or honestly, a Vanda Smarteraj's yeah, fight. I was going to say that. Yes, thank you.
0: Uh, thank you. Um,
1: but um, yeah, I mean, Sugar Hill is here saying that we're going to give him that punching power. It's a Kronk secret. The Kronk style produces knockouts. He wants to be blah blah blah. He's elusive, not getting hit. The art is to hit and not get hit. But look, that kind of stuff makes me raise an eyebrow because it's like this ain't a, a special sauce right they're not gonna scr- sprinkle magic pixie dust dust from from tommy hearns's you know well, maybe like they'll like give him
0: some snacks Wraith.
1: well look that may be true but he, he's not training with any of the usual suspects um <laughs> uh but they, yeah you're not gonna sprinkle some like some shaving of tommy hearns's Afro from 1984 on top of Tyson Fury and turn I him that's into, magic. into the Motor City Cobra and give him a right hand that that knocks people out right away. Part of that, I mean, yes, the training was part of it, but how often in boxing does a fighter cha- in the span of two and a half months or less, uh, how often does does a fighter in any situation with anyone develop great power? that they're talking about, I'm going to come in here and knock you out with a right hand. Uh, how do, how does, does that come from? I
0: don't feel like he's just trying to play a mental game. Now, there's always the chance that he wants to be more offensive and that he does try to go a little bit toe-to-toe, but maybe he gets clipped and goes, okay, enough of this. There's always that chance. But I don't know. The trainer change was so peculiar, and the whole idea isn't absurd to think in his mind, here's the deal. I got screwed the first time around. It's a wilder, you know, this is wilder show, right? I'm the foreigner. I'm the visitor coming in. To pull off what I pulled off the first time around and walk that tightrope for 12 rounds, it's kind of insane. I mean, it's dangerous as balls, Rafe, right? And you're right. He is a fighting man. Maybe he's been on the 10-pound mobile phone with Big John, and maybe, you know, Big John's like, well, here's how you hook out an eyeball. And they're like, well, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe it's maybe it is like you know what we're going to show him what gypsy travelers are all about. We this everyone fears this guy's power, but does he have the chin to back that? It Rafe, if he came out and tried that, I mean, it's wild, it's crazy, but it's also crazy to go twelve rounds with Wilder, which he's like the only guy that can do that unless there's an injury involved. So it, I'm starting to believe, even though he's always speaking ridiculousness. Even though mentally he's all over the place and shout out to Manuk's LA Times piece where he did sort of get into like, you know, many mornings I wake up severely depressed, you know, like it hasn't, it's not that it just magically went away. This could be, this could really jazz up this fight, Rave, to new levels. It also could get him sent to hell very early, Rave. Yeah.
1: Look, I think there is. Look, there, strategically, he is. He said this in the press conference. Fury said this in the press conference, and it is right that you want to slow down a puncher. You want to take away his power. You back him up, and we. And no one has really ever made Deontay Wilder fight going backwards. Um, the issue is, what are you going to have to do to to make that happen? Can you do it? I do see a look. If there is, it does sound crazy. But the the version of Fury that showed up after the cut in against Otto Valine, the say version that. of Fury that showed up after he got knocked down against Steve Cunningham, which is, I mean, whatever. Steve Cunningham could box and landed a good shot, a really really good shot against him in that what second round, um, and that that version of Fury that crowds you, leans on you, feels like this slippery hairy octopus blob all over you but still manages to land some clean punches in the middle of it while wearing you down, turning it into this battle of this battle of attrition. Um, I think that is a very dangerous version of fury period and could be a version of fury that as long as he doesn't get knocked out, like coming in could very well beat or stop Deontay Wilder. It would, it would force Wilder to show us a team a, a
0: plan B. Yeah, let's remember one thing.
2: Fury's not a good heavyweight. He's not even a very good heavyweight. He's a historical heavyweight.
0: And if this is all true, Rafe, this would be a historical move. And it's not that crazy. You just nailed the key part. He didn't expect to have to brawl with Otto Valen, but then when he's got that vicious cut and he could lose the belts right there with a the stoppage by the referee, by the doctor and he went into full-on brawling mode and probably had fun doing it and probably was like, you know what? I still got this. I can fight this style. Then he's probably sitting around thinking, well, there's not a great infighter. He really isn't. I mean, I know he's got a a developing uppercut, which is certainly dangerous, but he doesn't have it like Lennox Lewis did, where he could step to the side. Remember that uppercut that he landed on uh, Michael Grant, the one that he landed on Shannon Briggs? I mean, the one he finished Mike Tyson with, the one where he just steps to the side and just brings it? there's still that raw re- remedial level of, of basic know-how in Wilder. Athletic, great gas tank, ridiculous puncher, smarter than we give him credit. But technique-wise, it's still that, that, that basic guy. It's still that, that, that one soundbite that we never play anymore on this show. No panache, no flair, no show, waste of money. What if the Greg Maddox of heavyweights, Rafe, comes in there, And in theory, still does what he does the first time, still stick and move, still rely on angles, better technique, longer arms, quicker hands and all that, but is also able to back him up. Rafe, is this even realistic? I mean, this is wild and it gets me now fired the heck up that maybe Tyson's crazy, like crazier like a fox and I even ever gave him credit and maybe he's got a plan to come in here and do things that I never would have thought of. Fat fellas can fight, Rafe. Maybe he just puts on a little bit more of that seal blubber and just lays all over the 214-pound Wilder.
1: He do things what other men won't do, Brian. When's the last time you've seen a heavyweight kiss another man on the mouth?
2: <laughs> Tyson Fury is really the six eight six nine version. Of Terence
0: Crawford, yeah, in the first fight, but in this fight, what if he's the six nine version of uh, Jarrett Swift? Hurd, Rafe,
1: uh, he'd probably get knocked out if he was that. Okay,
0: okay, okay.
1: But uh, if he is the six nine version of, yeah, really strong in fighting Tyson Fury, I could see him making it work. That's the th- Fury that, that is really as a boxing fan, as a as as a member of the boxing hardcore people who like to overanalyze fights. I think that is what really makes Fury so much fun to 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 be around as a fan as a, as an observer because he is so unpredictable that you it's really hard to but, to buttonhole him into anything. Both you know like in what he says in the ring, what you expect out of him, he he, he is so quicksilver in and in such unorthodox ways that you can talk yourself into so many different permutations of how fights play out it's 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 it can be maddening if you just want an answer but it can be beautiful if you just want to think about all that like beautiful mind your way into the different possibilities for a great exciting fight like this
0: yeah he's either like batshit crazy where like this is the horrible idea and he's going to get knocked out or rafe or fury fury like the new muhammad ali so... And while you hear that, you laugh. Yet, here's the deal. Muhammad Ali's legacy is so... There's so many wrinkles to it. But don't forget, he was hated and disliked and then became insanely beloved. And although a lot of that was outside the ring stuff, a lot of that was doing things inside the ring that people didn't think he could. Heroic things. uh, Ropa-doping George Foreman, right? Doing stuff like that. Maybe... Tyson Fury is preparing the modern-day dope here. Maybe he really is Gypsy Ali. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no. Well, yeah,
1: that's you know. Let's talk yeah, No, no, no. Let's
0: talk Tyson Fury. We are rich, but maybe, maybe, Rafe, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe, all right? Maybe. All right. I mean, there's, you know, there's two, maybe. there's two things in life I normally care about. It's a simple concept. Bitches and cigarettes. Yep. Yeah? But you tell me Tyson Fury's gonna try to walk down Deontay Wilder. I am now doubly excited. Are you gonna go to this fight, Rafe? Feb 2-2 MGM Grand. Are you gonna go to it?
1: Not in my budget.
0: Okay. Okay. No panache. Makes the money. All right. Uh Rafe, anything else from that presser grabby or can we roll on?
1: Um nothing huge. What did you th- do you think that uh do you think that it's enough promotion you we, we have this uh what four episodes of like a 24 7 style program is, going to be good. coming out
0: it was good i've seen part of it. it's really good
1: were you in that one brian
0: no i'm not in any i'm i am now done i am not.
1: wow done. you're out of the family you're out of the circle of trust
0: yes i am it's it's it's, it's kate's night now okay
1: <laughs> i'm sorry brian that's not, that, that ain't right that ain't you know what that ain't right but i don't know you you know you paid well to do a good job and we will all remember and appreciate it we'll never know?
0: forget what pbc face to face gave us right i also didn't do pbc pbc countdown this time either cuz they won't pay but that's fine rafe you know that's fine
1: i look uh, that that i think that's a a, a a that is correct that is the correct stand there you know you can't don't 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 sell yourself short don't work for free
0: yeah i i you know everyone's got to eat right
1: Right. Everybody got to eat, baby.
0: Yes, yes. I love me some of that. Uh, Rafe, let's roll on here, okay? Let me tell you something because I love me some Bob Arum. I really do. Let me- uh, Rafe, Bob Arum is going so far over the next level with this, hey, Connor, Terrence Crawford will fight you in the octagon first, that he has now come out and said, why don't we do Crawford McGregor in the UFC? And three months later, will do a boxing match and then he added By the way, I think Crawford will pin him. Crawford's a much better wrestler than McGregor anyway. Um Rafe pin yep. him. You used to know
1: a thing or two about the the pinning sport,
0: Rafe. Pin uh-huh. him, pin him.
1: That's, was the that's was, not how you typically win the uh, the skinhead white sport, right? You um, don't you don't win by pin. You can't kick out of the three count in UFC, can you, Brian? Full
0: disclosure, like I used to watch early UFC with my dad. And even up until like two years ago, I had a conversation with him where he's like, hey, it's still like no gloves and no rules. And you can like punch to the balls and bite and stuff. And I'm like, uh, no, dad, it's like a actual martial arts sport. So I get that, especially a guy like Bob Arum, who is calling it uh, skinhead white guys and all that is, is not probably up to date on that. But um, pin him, Rafe, pin him. Hey,
1: um, he's he's either look. Bob is probably just taking everyone for a ride, right? Or he just is counting on his his age and being sort of oblivious to provide the crazy lines that will take people for a ride. And if so, he has uh, he has wagered correctly because that's a good that's a, that is a whopper of a line. What are you gonna do? Well, what do you think of this, Brian?
0: I think this is so shameless and in in lame. We, we talked about it last wow. week. Are you talking just... about
1: shameless promotion in? In boxing, Brian,
0: it's just so lame because if it's not true and it's just trying to get attention, then it's double lame. But if it is true, it's just (coughs) Uh, it's just it's so stupid. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. My soundboard just died, so we don't have any more sound drops. Rafe um, Stephen A. Smith. Also, I don't know if you've been following the skinhead white things, but here's the breakdown. When Conor McGregor beat Cowboy Cerrone, you ESPN did a post fight show in which they had from the cage, standing right in front of it, Michael Eaves of Center, Joe Rogan of the UFC, and Stephen A. Smith, all with ESPN mics, okay? Yeah. And they did a breakdown, and Stephen A. Smith gave a very casual take saying, cowboy quit, cowboy sucks, we didn't learn anything, blah, blah, blah. And Joe Rogan on the broadcast was, like, kind of nicely countering him and being, well, like, hold on, hold on. Well, I don't know if you've followed this now. Joe Rogan went on his own podcast and basically crapped all over Stephen A. Smith and did some ESPN on ESPN crime and was like, oh, they need to get Daniel Cormier in there. Why are they putting this guy on here? This is just disrespecting the sport and all that. Stephen A. firing back on Twitter about this quote unquote bullshit, puts out a really weird video that made no sense. And then he got Conor McGregor arguing with Stephen A. Smith back and forth on Twitter. Rafe, do you have a care about this? Do you have a take on this?
1: Which episode of uh of uh, Joe Rogan was that on? I the one with I didn't Josh one. Thompson. Ah, who's that guy?
0: He's a former strike force and UFC Oh, it was fighter. one of the
1: MMA episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't listen He's to those. Uh, I I gotta find that clip though. That sounds fun. Um, you know, I don't what do I what is my guess? My, I, look, it's probably some shady agents behind all of this. I don't know exactly who lines up with who in this case, but it's either a play for everyone to uh, to get some attention
0: or it is uh, That's a not play good to... What? That's not good attention. So everyone's like, oh, ESPN's laughing at the bank doing this because now everybody's talking about their UFC coverage. Uh, the whole point of this was that Stephen A. Smith gave a casual fan take that, that kind of crapped all over things in the wrong way.
1: Yeah. Um, I look, we get mad at Stephen A in box people I look, this all right. This is what I think. I don't care when boxing fans get mad at Stephen A for making some comparison that boxing fans know is not a great comparison. I don't get mad when they get whenever whenever boxing fans are like, I can't believe I have to what put up with this guy who doesn't watch every as many fights as I do. I don't care. I Stephen A is funny. And when he's wrong, I don't take it that seriously. And boxing fans who take it too seriously, I suggest you stop taking it that seriously. MMA fans who are mad at Stephen A., you should probably stop taking it seriously too. Joe Rogan, whatever it is that you are going after here, do you? I hope it go- your your career is doing great. You clearly know what you are doing.
0: <clears throat> I don't care about Matisse's life. I don't care. Um, Here's where I think that it's there's a difference. You want to bring Stephen A. Smith down at Sports Center. And after a big UFC card throw to him, and you're doing it just because he's your highest paid, most popular guy, you're bringing in the casuals, maybe you're crossing over for NBA and NFL fans to stop and listen and care about UFC for a second. That's fine. But they had him in front of the octagon, standing there. And I'm not saying this like, oh, it's holy, sacred ground, but when somebody's giving analysis right there, It's sort of more representative of of the UFC brand. And that was a very ignorant, casual fan take. You wouldn't necessarily go right from uh, Monday Night Football on ESPN to SportsCenter and have Teddy Atlas come on and break down why the Chiefs didn't block correctly, right?
1: I'm sure the metaphor would be pretty good if you did.
0: (laughs) You believe in flying kangaroos? You, you... Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, Stephen A. Smith also had a really, really awkward boxing uh, pad hitting video. Remember him and the we, wife? We, we,
1: we discussed this last week. Yeah,
0: and uh, did you see Teddy's response on his podcast it was hilarious?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the pygmy line was, was it did, did, was a little bit surprising.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. All right, Rafe, that'll wrap that up. I'm ready to find out whether you care about this weekend.
1: Let's let's get it on. All
0: right. By the time people hear this podcast, you will have already seen Steve Rolls return in Toronto on UFC fight. Stop
1: lying. Nobody will have seen that. Against
0: Shady Gamauer, super middleweights. Good name. Rounds. Uh, Yeah. But Thursday, it goes down in Miami, Rafe. Super Bowl 54 weekend. Demetrius Andrade will defend his WBO middleweight title in the main event against Luke Keeler. I know we ripped on Canelo last week for saying Cinco de Mayo, he's thinking about Japan. Radio Murata. Uh, <laughs> Did
1: you just turn him into Radio Murata?
0: <laughs> Radio Rahim. Boxing wins. Uh, but here's the deal on that. Like, Dazone, get your house in order. Like, the whole thing about Andrade is nobody wants to fight him because he might be too good. But this has been going on for like eight years now. You bought. Canelo, Triple G and Andrade. Make Canelo fight Andrade and unify titles. Don't put him in there against Luke Keeler. Cuz we don't care, Rafe. Okay, clean up your house. Why don't you take Canelo and Andrade and go to Japan and do that there? Don't give us Morito, Merida. I don't care. I don't want this. I don't want Andrade Luke Keeler. I uh, it just like come on. We should be better than this. You're paying Canelo 365 million. He don't want to fight triple G. Okay. Make him fight. Andrade or Billy Joe Saunders or Callum Smith or Callum Johnson. I don't care. I don't want to Callum see. Callum
1: Johnson. Good pull. Well, I, you... I want to see. I love me some Callum Johnson. Uh, I want some more of that guy.
0: What? Well, put Ryota Murata against Luke Keeler on the undercard. Stop this crap.
1: Ryota Murata is a belt holder in the WBA, Brian. And you know how much that means. And he's above having to defend against Luke Keeler in a huge event in his home nation in front of adoring fans who who worship him. No, no. Radio Pat Marita is above that, okay? Brian. <laughs> and unfortunately, for Demetrius Andrade, he's above that too. But here he is on Thursday night in a basically another state stay busy defense against uh some I, I is keeler some ireland guy yeah, is he some that that some war. some britain guy he's some... the
0: guy that last year had the war of words with conor mcgregor and there was like some rumors that conor might have a boxing match against him i don't know if you remember that's that. who
1: this guy that's why we know this guy i didn't
0: know it that it was this guy but chuck mindenhall yesterday on morning combat told me it was that guy and i'm like <sighs> well if you know this then i guess you know i should know this
1: yeah look i i think i am so with, with Canelo, while I'm less, I'm less judgmental of, of the, how he's been running his, his, his career the last year, cause he had two strong fights last year. The Murata fight is not, is, is like my least, I think the least competitive of the ones we expected him to look at for uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend. Yeah. But it's, it, I, I don't, I don't think it's terrible in the way that uh, and- Andrade Keeler is a terrible fight. Yes. Cause um,
0: considering, look, we've already seen Andrade against Takawanapa.
1: Todd, to, to do an IPA?
0: No. Uh, uh, what was that dude's name? Hold on. I'm calling up the uh, website here. The, we saw
1: me... him against, uh, you know, with the Mache, Mache Suletsky.
0: Here's the deal. I'm going to run this deal back for you, okay? Here we go. Andre's 31. He already had missed a chunk of time trying to get out of his banner promotions deal. OK, he did an Andre Ward thing, uh Mikey Garcia thing. That's fine. OK, but you sign him to put him against guys we know he comes in to Dazon and he fights Artur Akhavov and Walter Katuandakwa Rafe.
1: Oh, I liked Walter Katandakwa.
0: Okay, stop that crap. Yes, I like the Mache Sleszky fight. I like him winning the title, but come on now, brah. Okay? Okay, come on to do well, What DAZN about
1: that shit? What about Brian the so one of them is not on him, right? I think it was it was a Cattanakwa or uh or maybe Sleszky. He was supposed to fight signed to fight Billy Joe Saunders, but Billy Joe Saunders popped for some kind of banned sub- substance and was not and that and the Massachusetts State Commission canceled that fight. So that's not on Demetrius Andrade. It's unfortunate. It's another yeah, and that also that fight wouldn't have made anybody happy either, although it would have been a good win for one of them. Um Brian, it's a it's it's he's 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 a really good fighter with no leverage. It's the worst position to be in. There's not much anyone can do, right? Yeah how do you have a a you if you want to complain about this and not you but anyone i think you need to provide a realistic road or you know path out of this situation because they all involve asking someone else to take a big risk and give up their status so that demetrius andre can beat them or look good against them
0: and just pay everybody you're already making too much money on dazone everyone who fights on DAZN is making in some ways, more money than they would anywhere else. So make the people fight each other. Hey, hey, John. You can't
1: force someone into a ring with another person.
0: Give, hand out Bugar Sugar. Whatever you got to do here, bro, okay? I
1: guess there's a lot of that going around.
0: Please, um, okay? Anyway, we got to roll on here. You're no in Miami. About, <laughs> no one cares about this fight, but Rafe, you love it when we're cruising together. I do. Okay, but at the same time, here's how we are cruising in Thursday's co-main event on DAZN. Oh no
1: no no! Who, <laughs> who the hell no. is that?
0: <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that. No, those are YouTubers. Oh, I don't know who those guys. are. I, I'm, not, I'm not on YouTube. I'm not on YouTube. i I don't. I don't want. I don't. I don't follow any of that. No, no. All right, but we need to pick though anyway. We won't hold you to it. Look the winner. Yeah, I'll take the winner too, Rafe. I'll take the winner when Jake Paul rematches and Eason Gibb six rounds, cruiserweights, uh,
1: some, uh, YouTube guy.
0: <laughs> I got your nose. Yeah. All right. Uh... Hey, here's the best fight of the card. The same fight that promoter Lou DiBella has been on boxing and seen complaining that is not getting promoted at all. No, he's kind of right though, Rafe. All I see is Jake Paul. Uh, it's Tevin Farmer defending his IBF junior lightweight title against Joseph Diaz, junior Jojo. Uh, the last fight, Rafe.
1: Uh, first of all, uh, I need you to hand me your hipster card right now. Right now, it's done. You ain't getting it back. You, I'm putting points on your license, Brian, for what? because this is not the best fight on the card. The yes, best fight it on the is. card is Danny Roman versus Morajan Akhmadaliev by people, a mile. Uh, people by don't a know mile,
0: who Akadaka is, Rafe. That's
1: uh, on you. You need to get down with the Uzbek movement, Rafe, the Uzbek Ru- of Uzbek
0: You're not regular fans, Rafe. Okay, you got to understand I'm, that. Yeah, put
1: points on your license for that, Brian. <laughs> I, mean, see, um,
0: I mean, Rafe, you got to understand who
2: you are. <laughs> you. Are the boxing hardcore? You're not regular fans, all right. You're fans who keep track of the sport week to week. Some of the names I've mentioned, I'm guessing many of you have never
0: heard Rafe, of. I don't know Virgin John, Akedaka. they don't quite ring a bell. I don't know Neil Sadaka here, Rafe. Okay,
1: oh, I know you know Neil Sadaka. All right,
0: uh, but, Tevin he Farmer, sings, Joe nothing
1: my love can fix for you. Uh,
0: I want to know by right now how much love. I love you. One thing you can be, be sure, sure of: I'll never, I'll ask never for,
1: more. for more than your love.
0: Nothing's gonna change my, love, my love
1: for you. For you I want you to, want know, to right know by now, now how much I love you? I that was my... the first. That was Manny's first karaoke on Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, it was.
0: I stick my hand into Cletoras. <laughs> Ray Farmer <laughs> Diaz is a good ass fight. Okay.
1: It is a good ass fight. Um, Throw so your well, load
0: already. What? Throw your load already.
1: I ain't throwing. This ain't where. This is. This is I, I give this no loads on the load meter. <laughs> but it is a. It's a decent fight, Brian. Um, while I I understand Lou DiBella's frustration that this is not being touted as one of the better, in my opinion, the second best fight on the card and a fight that boxing fans are looking forward to and a good matchup of championship level guys at 130 pounds who have a little bit of a rivalry going, okay, fair point. But at the same time, overall, I think they've done an amazing job of making this fight something that anyone at all cares about. Because if you look at them, Tevin Farmer is a guy at 130 pounds that no but no has never really broken out as a star among any fan group. Jojo Diaz is another guy who is most if you speak to most, you know, serious boxing fans, you're like, yeah, he's pretty good, but he ain't nothing special. By going after each other and dying their hair into ridiculous, awful things, Jojo Diaz, um, over the course of 18 months and constantly having these fake fights on social media and in person and on video for the videographers, all that stuff. They've turned this into a rivalry, even though what the hell are these guys rivals for? They weren't even in the same division until today or, you know, until Thursday, Um but they've turned it into a fight. Jojo Diaz gets a shot at another title. Um, Tevin Farmer's been fighting such terrible competition that this feels like an incredible step up. This is, you know, they beat us into submission with trash for a full year, and then gave us a microwave dinner, and we're like, "Oh my God, this is the best goddamn cracker I ever ate." Oh, um, oh, Brian, I mean, it's a good. It's do a good you think Brian. that either of these guys is is has is really And these are these are solid fighters. These are these are guys who should be contenders who are in the title title uh, conversation because there are seven thousand titles to go around.
0: Um, I'm more caught up on what you said about Tevin Farmers fan base. Maybe it would change if he could look them in the eye.
2: Oh, how dare you? (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah, no, I guess nobody really – this is a good fight to me. I, look, Jojo Diaz showed a lot against Gary Russell. Okay, okay Rafe? Okay? I want to see this fight. You're right. Tevin Farmer doesn't fight anybody, okay? I care a little bit about this fight. I do
1: – look, uh, when when it comes down to it, I still think it is a good fight, but I, I something I'm losing my mind, can't wait to see. um I don't know how much promotion it deserves. This is a difficult event to promote all around because the best fight is – between a hundred, a little known, hundred and twenty-two pounder who is signed by Thompson Boxing, isn't the lead promoter on the fight, and a uh, you know a Uzbekistan guy that even the great Brian Campbell, uh, you know, is it doesn't really care about yet. So it's tough to. And then at the top of the card, you've got Andrade Keeler, which is every like you cannot. No one in the world will tell you that looks like a good fight. You got some jobbers from YouTube. Just doing God knows what. And then
0: you've got this other fight in the middle. <laughs> it's a it's a weird ass potpourri. What can
1: you do? I um, have a
0: fight with uh Merjan uh Akadaka. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh look Danny Roman's like good and stuff. I like the TJ. The Henny fight, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Take away. I'm not a regular. F- I don't care. I don't care. It's Rafe. okay, Brian.
1: When, look, after you don't watch this on Thursday, yes. I'll I'll tell you what the best fight was and you can watch the highlights of that.
0: All right. What about Friday night in Toppenish, Washington, Rafe? UFC fight pass. Ernesto Delgadillo against Jade Borneo. Junior Bantamweight. Is you going to be on that?
1: <laughs> what did you just say? I what, say what?
0: I don't know. What What is boxing doing to me? Um... Saturday, what's, what's the 31st? Is that, this is a great show. Friday, Rafe, Shreveport, Louisiana, Showbox is back. Ruben Villa versus Alexei Colado, 10 rounds featherweights. And don't forget, Terrace, Shell is stuck. The welterweight is on the co-main, Rafe. The welterweight, the journalist. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, You have nothing to say and you know it. But here's what you actually care about. No TV, Rafe. Okay? Friday, Kinshasa, Zaire, Republic oh, yeah. of Congo. The Maccabee Games is back. It's a title bout for the vacant WBC cruiserweight title. Ilunga Makabu versus Michal rave Rafe. Uh, yeah, brother. <laughs> the <ted> Oh Tuckle Little Cruisers, bruh They're not YouTubers. You know that they fight off TV in Africa and when Richard Shiva put the cash down on the cruise camera. Run- oh sorry Rafe, i had a, a, a malfunction over here at the junction. I thought that was an
1: intentional acapella. That was oh. great. It was like the it was like shy in here for a moment.
0: High shine hallpoint. I love
2: it I love it I love, love it What's made
1: for us Respect, respect was made for us I love it when we're cruising together is made made Respect was made for us Respect was
2: made for us
1: I love it when
0: with food Rafe, every time Ilunga Eric Raskin doubles tennis Maccabee Games gets in a ring, fights of the year happen. Are you fired up for Maccaboo versus C Slack?
1: I am indeed fired up. I will figure out. I will be checking out my man uh Tim Boxeo, Tim Hawk, uh T Hawk seven, some, something, something on Twitter. The man with all the streams. To figure out some way to watch this fight, and I, I'm pumped, man. The Maccabee games rule roll, roll on. I I am I'm hoping he can continue his streak of send beating Russians, sending them to hell, uh, being the bane of that entire, the entire Northeast part of, of, uh, uh Europe and, and, and West Northwest part of Asia. Uh, yeah. hell hope yeah. Cloud send, TV. Do it. A, macabre, do it. Junior. I hope
0: cloud TV gives your laptop chlamydia for, for trying it, it, to watch it that. has been
1: done. Had so much STDs in this laptop.
0: Uh, Saturday night, Biloxi, Mississippi FS one Rafe. Wow. Your Dennis Ugas, right? The guy who may have beaten Sean Porter, will take on the fried husk of Mike Dallas Jr. Twelve rounds, welterweights. Rafe, I haven't seen this man since since we had a new Manny Pacquiao and they scraped him off the canvas in Atlantic City. <laughs>
1: that was also the last time when he when he ran into. Lucas, the machine,
0: Matisse. 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 I have a fight with the dead guy. His name is Mike Dallas Jr. Wow. Shouldn't Ugas deserve better than this, Rafe?
1: Ugas definitely deserves better. Ugas, Uga, Ugas I think, I don't know. It seems like the, the Cubans, uh, the Cuban fighters outside of, say, uh, Rigo, who who was known to advocate for himself, uh, frequently, it seems like they they roll with the punches They're like, all right, you give me this, I can beat this guy. You're gonna pay me a little a little chunk of cash. I got this, and let me know when the real fight is coming. Good for them. Keep Wait, it if, moving. If this was
0: 2019, athletes would s- still be sleeping with a lot of women, and I would have be doing PBC face to face with Ugas and Mike Dallas Jr. Can you imagine what, what, that?
1: What would your initial question have been? Well, how would you have talked about? So, Mike, what what have you been doing since, uh, <laughs> Where you since been?
0: we're twitching on that canvas? <laughs> do you believe in life after death, Mike? Where you been all my life? Wow. I hey,
1: believe in life after love.
0: What do you think is the worst episode? of Now that it's over, PBC Face to Face, the one that I did with Canelo's brother and Lara or the Antonio DeMarco one against uh, uh Jamal James, what are you? I was
1: thinking I, maybe Antonio Demarco. Um, I, well, you were there for all of them, Brian. Which, which is the one that that you felt was uh, the the hardest to to pull some juice out of? was uh, it? What about one of those Leo air. Santa Cruz, like yes. Moises, somebody?
0: Moises Flores, Leo Santa Moises Cruz. Moises Yes. Hey, Dallas. Since that 2013 loss to Matisse, he took two and a half years off after that. And he's four zero and one since then, including a draw with Dusty Hernandez Harrison in 2016. Rafe,
1: wow, maybe shoot. It's, it's too bad these guys are too small to fight uh, Corn Cornflake LaMana.
0: But do you know who he beat in those four fights, Rafe?
1: I don't. Anybody I should
0: know? Um, Jose Alejandro Alonso Rivera, who was three wins, twenty-five losses. Then he beat Odilon Meza, who was five wins, fifteen losses. Then Edan Gamboa, who was three and twenty-one, and probably had a torn ACL. And then Mortis Rodriguez, who was eight and fourteen. Rafe, he's hmm. gonna get sent to hell. Joe
1: Bears, the Joe Bears were out. Where? How uh, many of the, did any of these fights take place at the uh, like the big fight or big punch arena in Tijuana or probably, Cheers Bar in Tijuana?
0: Probably at Cheers in Boston. Rafe, uh, Saturday, Guadalupe, Mexico. It's a Filipino title night when Pedro Taduran, right? Pinoy Pride?
1: Pedro Taduran, yeah.
0: Defends his IBF strawweight title against Daniel Valadares.
1: Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm taking I, – I will choose the, uh, the uh, Philippines fighter.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, finally, Rafe, Saturday, no TV, or at least not on Dan Rafael's schedule. I thought there was TV for this. It's Ruidoso, New Mexico. Austin Trout is back. Ten rounds junior middleweights against Rusbel Montoya. I thought this was airing on like a faith-based channel. That I was yes,
1: it's not like the Audition Network or something, something
0: like, like that. that. Yeah, wow. Uh, okay. uh
1: give me one. I know where to find this. Uh,
0: check BET or your local listings. For Stop it. that!
1: Stop that crap. Um, I love me some Austin Trout. You, know, that.
0: you know he did beat Canelo. In the training.
1: Impact Network launches its first card featuring okay. Austin Trout.
0: All right. Well, hopefully he can bounce back. He He's trying to come down to Walter Wade eventually, Rafe. So Walter wait. we'll see if there's room for him there among the best in the world. That's the damn show for this week. Follow us at State of Combat. Uh, if any of you are wondering, uh, I have pulled out. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, you know. Uh, from pro wrestling coverage, I am boxing MMA all the time now, Rafe. Okay, so um, don't worry about that other skinhead guy. So
1: you. does that mean people aren't going to call you the Brian
0: Campbell anymore? Yeah, Is that it, just it, dead? It may stick. I don't know. It's up to the people. Okay, it's up to. Do the you want people.
1: me to call you the Brian Campbell?
0: Although I did do Dave Shoemaker's wrestling podcast in person last week in Brooklyn. It's called The Ringer, The Mask Man Show. I don't know if you have ever heard this. Great guy. Love. Great, great person to do a podcast with. Great,
1: great guy to watch a Canelo fight with. Yeah. How was the podcast?
0: Fan friggin' tastic, fun as balls. I went to this WeWork thing in Brooklyn that the Ringer rents space in. It's like, it's like a hipster hostage hostel. They're all hostage yeah. in that hostel. I wouldn't call it a hostile environment, but it's very hipster. It might have been hostile towards you. Yes, yes, they could smell the factory town on me. Oh, right
1: uh, normie, normie.
0: Yes. But that's it, Rafe. Do you have anywhere that the people can find you? Uh you uh you don't you're gonna be at, at Caroline's for opening set or what? What's going on here?
1: Uh yeah, I will I well the Caroline is the name of my, my significant <laughs> other, so I will be at her place. Um, Ew. But um I don't know, guys. Yeah, check out. I'll be writing and on Twitter. And if you want to buy those books you can find them.
0: Yeah. Uh will you be um when will you be releasing the idea of your new book, of your next project?
1: When I have one.
0: Why do you get so mad when I force you to tell the people what you're going to work on?
1: I don't know what, because I have to work on garbage all the time and I don't have time to work on anything else. So I don't know.
0: Remember when you used to work for Eater?
1: Yeah, I mean that was that was all right.
0: All right. All right. Um have you read On the Chin? I'm I'm in it right now. I'm in the Chin.
1: I I, I still haven't read my copy. I feel bad like I I mean I do this. I start books and then I just I, I start other books and then I never ever finish anything. Right. But I I do want to get into into that. I going to get deep into that Is one. Is
0: there anything left in the McSorley's chamber that needs to come out? Will there be a follow-up book or maybe one time you'll you'll do a a paperback version with an extra chapter?
1: Um, I think if the publisher were interested in the paperback version, Brian, you would have had seen it by now okay. and, um, beyond, yeah, there's lots left in that chamber. Uh, I'm a little bit careful about how much I want to put out there. You know, I like, while I obviously look, I wrote a whole book about, it. I don't know why, what, what ground I have to stand on when I say something like that, but like, you know, there's stuff that's for us and there's stuff that's for the the rest of the world. And I'm, I want to hold that line.
0: Are you talking about a Grantland tell-all podcast with Richard Deitch? Is that what you're talking about? I
1: ain't about? never talking to anyone publicly about any of that, least of all my uh, colleague at the Athletic, Richard Deitch.
0: Any thoughts on the Ringer union, or should we just end the show, Rafe?
1: I mean, I, look, I support uh, any people who want to unionize and 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 hope that they it improves their situation. I've been a part of some media unions. It's media media sucks with or without a union, is my opinion.
0: I respect box. I respect everybody. I respect everybody. Athletes. You have any message for Homer, Alex Godinez, MGC Speaks, um, you know the the not the regular fans, the hardcores, wraith.
1: Yeah. We love you guys.
0: Wow. Wow. You love them. You'll make them a bet.
1: I'll make you a bet.
0: All right. All right. Well, that's the end of the show this week. I've got a message for you all, and it's two words. We out.